I'm Madison Malone Kircher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to I See Why Am I. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture. Rachel's back! I'm back. I know you missed me. Um, I would say the last three remaining brain cells I have left are running finally at about 75 to 80%, which means I pass. <laughs> yeah, you get to go on with your class next year. New grade, new teacher. Thank God the old one sucks. <laughs> well, I'm going to blow those remaining three brain cells, though. Madison, I need those. Mm, too bad. I, I need them. I assume, I know, I can only hope that you listened to last week's episode with guest host Moises, yeah? Oh, of course. So then you're uh, safe to say you are familiar with the Louis Thoreau rap. I was familiar with it before the episode. Excuse you, this is my job, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, one, I would like to take a moment to just acknowledge the countless people who emailed, DM'd, replied to my tweets, If you know me personally, there were several text messages. I am sorry to this man. I did not know that Louis Thoreau and Justin Thoreau were cousins. I was not familiar with Louis's work. And this this is an error on my part. You didn't know they were related? The more you know, the more you Thoreau. (laughs) Oh my God, I really am back. I didn't know. I'm sorry I'm so obtuse. I will try to be better in the future. But what I actually wanted to tell you is that apparently I have since discovered there's a small community of people online who think the words are actually not my money don't jiggle jiggle, but rather my money don't jingle jingle. It folds. No. No. As in my my money no. bills, not coins. No, I understand. I understand the line, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to believe that. <laughs> That that doesn't make any sense because the next line is, I like the way you wiggle wiggle, which rhymes with jiggle jiggle, not jingle jingle. But that's like an interior rhyme. The real rhyme is the oh, the faux show don't fold, which that really doesn't that doesn't work anything. either. <laughs> <laughs> which I think means this is all truly all the time we have left to devote to uh, rapping British documentarians. Well, there goes my David Attenborough story. Another time, because we have to get to everyone's burning questions. That's right. It's time for another installment of Red Receipts. Read Receipts. I want to see the receipts. Once again, we have to say that y'all continue to come through with some truly incredible questions that make me question not only my mental health, but y'all's. A-plus job, y'all. You are asking shit like, what's going on with Haley Kiyoko? And is the Apple Health app also selling my biological data? Or my favorite, as in the one that is truly lodged deep into my brain, oh God, is there a new couch guy? We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back to answer all of these questions and more. And just like that, all I breathe, all I feel, you are all for me. I'm in, and just like that, When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we are back. Our very first question comes from listener Claire. Hi, ICYMI. Can you please explain what is going on with Haley Kyoko and Becca Tilly? I know who Haley Kyoko is, kind of. I have never heard of Becca Tilly. The internet is very excited. Please help. Okay, love to receive a question just invented in a laboratory for me. I mean, also for me, because Becca Tilly's a Bachelor contestant. This is about gay rights. Back off. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I will relinquish this one to you. Tell me what's going on. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. You can absolutely tap in with your Bachelor knowledge because uh, we all know mine's lacking. So um, if you follow me on Twitter... I'm sorry, and I have not stopped talking about this for days, but TLDR, Haley Kiyoko, is a lesbian pop star, formerly a Disney Channel star. She was on a movie called Lemonade Mouth, which there's no reason I should have seen except I nannied a summer, and I have watched that movie easily 100 times. Now she's a pop star. I love her. She's great. But the worst kept secret for truly years now in the land of Celesbia, the oh Isle my. of Lesbo, oh the my. Reddit threads of Sappho, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> is that... There was this rumored relationship between Haley and a former Bachelor contestant named Becca Tilly. Becca was in the final two in Chris Soule's season in 2015. He uh, didn't pick her. She was also in the final five the next year on Ben Higgins' season. Rachel, please fact check. Yes, yes. I didn't watch Chris Soule's season. I hadn't started watching it. Ben Higgins was actually my first season, so I do remember... Becca Tilly. I don't remember anything else about her other than her name. Like, I just know Becca Tilly, Bachelor contestant, and that's it. She had a, like, virginity plot line, if that jogs the memory at all. Unfortunately, no, because that's <laughs> actually... Just narrows it down to, like, 20 potential really candidates. really common <laughs> narrative on The Bachelor. Okay, so for years, queer women, specifically my group chats, have picked up hints and clues that these two were together. I think my like sapphic Facebook group has been talking about this for so long, I actually thought this was already like canon on the record. This was confirmed, but it's it's not. It was not. Back in 2018, Becca Tilly confirms that she is dating someone new, but she's been mom on whom. Fast forward to the present, Haley Kiyoko starts teasing a Bachelor-themed music video for a new song called For the Girls. And the girls... The queers go nuts. The video finally drops, and sure enough, it's a full-on, like, bachelor mansion, roses, fights over who's there for the right reasons, people getting pushed in pools, you know, the whole works, with Haley Kiyoko as the the titular, I guess in this case she'd be a bachelorette, handing out roses. And in the final shot, Becca Tilly appears. Oh my god. More people should do bachelor-themed music videos. This is phenomenal. <laughs> the two are then spotted kissing at... The launch party for the song, and we're all like, okay, like that's a that's a gentle confirmation. Gentle? What more do you want? Well, the next day, Becca Tilly, she posts a reel full of clips of videos of the two of them together over the last four years oh of their relationship. I've now watched it God. approximately a hundred times. That sounds adorable. My little I love love heart is singing. Including but not limited to Tilly being at the show where Haley Kyoko performed with Taylor Swift, gay rights, just saying. We cannot get into your Gaylor conspiracy right now. (laughs) Fine, fine, fine. But 
There is another conspiracy baked into this reel, which is the caption. Becca writes, hard to say if this is a hard or soft launch, but it is a launch. Hashtag 95P, which is code. 95P. That sounds like that that fitness thing that people were on. <laughs> like Wait, do you mean P90X? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's nothing like that. It's the nickname that fans had given to Haley or the presumed Haley after Becca, who hosts a podcast on the show, said that she was 95% sure she was going to marry her current partner, 95P. Wow. I love this. This is cute. This is one of the best questions we ever answered. And they all lived happily and gaily ever after. Happy early Pride Month, corporations. Please remember, you don't need to do anything except donate to genuinely pro-LGBTQ causes all 12 months of the year. Anyhow, what's next, Rachel? What's next? (laughs) Our next question is from a few different listeners who all listened to our episode about period trackers. And they're asking something along the line of, is the iPhone health app also listening to you? And then Sarah sent us his voice note. I have a question about the period tracking app episode. I've never really used outside period tracking apps. Um, I've mainly just used the period tracking feature in the Apple Health app because I have an iPhone. Can I still use my period tracking feature in my Apple Health app? Or is my information going to be hacked, stolen, sold, and used for who knows what in the future? Okay, Sarah, we will absolutely answer this question. Though I will say we, uh, we avoided talking specifically about the Apple app because we wanted to talk to a wider audience. So Android users, apologies for a brief moment. (laughs) But if you haven't listened to that episode, it's called Your Period Tracker Is Not Your Friend. And the short of it is that apps like Flow or Clue and any other app that you've uh, handed over biological data to, namely when you menstruate, um, have been sharing that data with companies like Google and Facebook. And uh, that, in the current climate, can be very dangerous for some people. But the question here is, is the Apple Health Tracker app also doing that? If you don't use it or not familiar, the health app is pretty much like what it sounds like. So it tracks your walking distance, your sleep pattern. My personal favorite, it will yell at me if my headphones have been too loud on a given day. I love that. (laughs) I really, I do. Because it's not necessarily something I think about. Yeah. It also now integrates your health records. So you can add like your immunization records, your allergies or whatever into this widget. And there's also the whole medical ID thing, which is something that shows up on your iPhone. If you're ever in an emergency, someone can just look at it and know like what medication no penicillin. To. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but what we're describing here obviously is just a treasure trove of highly personal data that you are potentially risking exposure to. So according to Apple, it's pretty safe. You know, they say that when your device is locked with, you know, your passcode or your thumb or your face, all of that data, other than the medical ID for emergencies, which Rachel just mentioned, is encrypted and inaccessible. And also, if you're using a more recent iOS, you should ideally have a two-factor authentication turned on, (laughs) which makes your information even further more secure. So Apple can't read that data when it's in the iCloud. Please set up two-factor authentication on literally everything. For every single app. It's very important. And if you tell us you did it on Twitter, we will applaud you. Wow. I was like, what What are we giving them? We don't have prizes. Praise. <laughs> we, are, we are creating a positive feedback loop here. We will. We will send you a GIF of our own choosing and or meme. That's if you GIF send us without a T. Just, just that, to be very yes, clear. Yes, yes, yes. No GIFs. <laughs> 
Effectively, what Apple is saying here is they're doing everything in their power to keep your data safe, anonymous, and encrypted. But as with all things, uh, caveat emptor. So it sounds like in terms of cycle tracker apps, the one within the Apple iOS, within the health app, sounds probably the most secure. It's not selling or sharing data. Right. So a lot of what we talked about on our period tracker episode is that anti-abortion groups can easily acquire by literally just buying data to target and harass people seeking out abortions. That's still true, but that's not the data coming from the health app. That's location data coming from third-party apps installed on your phone that also know where you are. So, you know, companies like SafeGraph, which is a data broker we talked about, they can't see inside your Apple health app, but they could see inside, say, Flow. The biggest but here, though, is obviously that Quite literally nothing on your phone is ever going to be 100% secure. I mean, Apple security breaches happen. (laughs) Just think about every time you get a notification being like, time to update your phone, critical security patch necessary. (laughs) Those are the moments where your data is most at risk. And users having the ability to share their health data with third-party apps, mm, well, do you know what's going on with those third-party apps? Not least because all of this makes Apple sound like kind of a privacy saint, which compared to a lot of other places, it kind of is. But importantly, it doesn't really do nearly enough to make sure that the third-party apps available through its app stores are abiding by its own privacy guidelines. So it's kind of a hypocrite. It's saying that the app that is installed on this phone when you buy it That's good. Anything else you buy through the app store? (laughs) I don't know. Mirror my God to thee. But I'm not going to lie. This might have convinced me to use the health app for my my period tracking. Well, Rachel is going to go update her health app, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the new couch guy. Clown makeup. And, um, well, actually, in a rare turn of events, I have a question for all of you. Ooh, more on that after the break. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. In 2007... TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. 
we were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. If you love our podcast, and I, I really, really hope you do, then please consider subscribing to Slate Plus. If you subscribe, you get no ads on any Slate podcast. Most importantly, you will be supporting this podcast. This show would not be possible without y'all support. Slate Plus really helps keep this show going. You'll also get bonus segments or episodes on shows like Slow Burn, Amicus, Mom and Dad Are Fighting, and Big Moon Little Mood. And you'll also get unlimited reading on the Slate website, which means you get access to every single article and yes, every single advice column on Slate, and you will never, ever hit the paywall. Just visit slate.com slash plus to sign up. That is slate.com slash plus. All right, we are back. Rachel, what's next? So our next question comes from Macklin, who, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I'm so sorry, who asked, why didn't my boyfriend start getting female-presenting people in everyday clown makeup on his insect explore page? I want to know. I need to know. What? Listen, I have a lot of questions. Here's at least three. What is everyday clown makeup? Is it like a wearable clown makeup? Like business casual clown makeup? Like Pennywise in the streets? Not like Ronald McDonald in the streets? What exactly is going on here? (laughs) (laughs) I have questions. Rachel. Rachel. I just, I don't know what everyday clown makeup means, but I can't. Ronald McDonald in the sheets? you know, little, little, little question to leave y'all with. But I can semi-answer why it's appearing, but not what everyday clown makeup is. So the answer to this question is the Instagram Explore page, much like any algorithm, is a bit of a black box because it is proprietary data. Much like the TikTok algorithm, Instagram slash Facebook slash Meta. Nice. <laughs> They don't actually really want to fully explain why certain shit it's up in the explore page, other than it's based on, like, previous activities. So the accounts you already follow, the photos and videos hmm. you already liked, who you're hmm. connected to on Instagram. <laughs> what we're saying is your boyfriend might be a clown. <laughs> I'm not saying to check behind his ear for a little bit of white makeup, but I am saying maybe check behind his ear for a little bit of white makeup. Okay, Rachel, if you check behind a clown's ear, you're going to find like a quarter or a carnation or one of those scarves that never ends. That's even more evidence than the white makeup. Megalyn, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We're, we're, this is a, a, a roast of love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll continue with the actual answer. There are so many different like web pages, like tutorials. Honestly, you could probably find an actual course that costs $2,000 about how to get on the Instagram Explorer page. But they basically come down to the fact that it's dictated by something called a feed ranking system, which is not really the question you ask. But according to an engineering post from Instagram, the point of the system is to try and make your Explorer feed look and feel as similar to your homepage as possible. Sit with that for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, at at some point in his history on Instagram or Facebook, your boyfriend signaled to Instagram that he might 
enjoy some female presenting people in everyday clown makeup. How might he have done this? I'm not going to say clown kink because like it could be something as simple as he watched or liked reels or photos of people doing makeup. And Instagram is trying to figure out exactly what kind of makeup he might be interested in. It does feel like, you know how when you watch YouTube videos, it takes like a half dozen to get to Nazis or white supremacy. It does feel like the way that these algorithms work is they take you to the extreme really fast. Yes. Yes, they do. And the only way to get out is to click not interested. So if you aren't interested in the clown makeup, you can click that. And that does seem to do something. You will get out of the clown car. Basically, the answer to this question is you got to ask your boyfriend. Please give us an update on the situation. I'm really Thank curious. Thank you for a fantastic question. <laughs> <laughs> our next question is not as fun. It comes to us courtesy of our Twitter inbox. Roll the clip. Is there another couch guy? I saw a video of a girl flying thousands of miles to surprise her unenthusiastic boyfriend. It's even set to the exact same music as OG couch guy. As soon as I saw this, I kind of wished for the sweet release of death. (laughs) I have to laugh because we did an episode about couch guy, obviously back in October. It is in fact entitled TikTok's couch guy is not your friend. I swear (laughs) we've only ever named two episodes about things that are not your friend and we have to reference them both here. This is honestly y'all's fault as listeners for making us reference these episodes. I will not apologize for our naming conventions. (laughs) Okay, Rachel, I have to admit, I know nothing about this. I was completely blissfully unaware and now I need you to smash that joy for me. Yay. I love to smash joy. Before I do that, I feel I must, in case you haven't heard or in case you missed it, Couch Guy is referring to a phenomenon from October in which a girl surprised her college boyfriend in one of those cheesy videos that are all over TikTok, like, I flew miles to surprise my boyfriend. Here's his reaction. Except the thing is, a whole metric buck ton of people decided that this guy, Couch Guy, did not get up fast enough from said couch to greet her, which meant that the amateur sleuth economy on TikTok took it upon themselves to not only do a forensic investigation of this TikTok, but to harass both parties in this video under the guise of what, like feminism or some shit? It was wild. It was bad. And it looks like someone didn't take the clues from that situation and decided to replicate it, but for clout? I mean, it was so bad. Couch Guy later wrote an op-ed for Slate, which we will link to, about how painful and awful and terrifying this experience was. So the video at 444 Malls tweeted is from a TikTok user at Lauren Mapazua. On Twitter, the video has 1.6 million views, which is a lot. On TikTok, it has 1.2 million views. Also a lot, but we've, we've had higher Not view counts. Not for TikTok, yeah. Yeah. But importantly, as our listener noted, it is indeed scored by the exact same song as the OG Couch Guy, which is an Ellie Golding song that I would like to never hear again. And just like that, I just... Did you hear what I said? (laughs) I don't actually know any of the words in that. I like vaguely know what the sentence end verbs are. All I know is it's saying is and just like that. It's like all I need, all I breathe, all I see, I think. If those are wrong, I don't care. My money don't jiggle jiggle. Oh my God. (laughs) 
So anyway, as the song that neither of us likes plays, we see videos of various travel shots from Lauren's journey. There's a bus, there's a plane, I think there's a train, maybe there's a boat. There's definitely not a boat, I just said that. And on screen, there are captions. And the captions say, surprisingly my long distance boyfriend. And then it says, 14 hours of flying slash 5,665 miles in distance from the American flag emoji to what I discovered is the Swedish flag emoji. 5,665 miles from Sweden. Exactly. Exactly. Then we see the video of the long-awaited reunion. And listeners, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It's cringy. It's cringy. I didn't like it. I fully did not want to finish this video because, my God, this girl is so enthusiastic. And her boyfriend does not even get up off the couch. Like, she tries to pull him to his feet and he does not get up. I do not know what in the world would possess someone to post this as an endearing reunion. Unless, and here's where I go full Madison, unless you know the history of Couch Guy and you were trying to engineer a viral moment I believe this is staged. I think this is staged. Oh, my work here is done. I'm like, Mary Poppins, I can leave now. <laughs> I don't have any evidence, though. Besides the fact... <laughs> okay, my work's not done. ...that Lauren posted the same clip not once but twice. And on the very first video, here's the most compelling evidence. There's a comment that reads, when he already made plans, now he's trying to figure out how to hide you. Which is one of many similar comments, but the thing about this comment, it's a special comment. You want to know why it's special? I do. I really do. Well, almost 16,000 people liked it. And you know who else liked it? You know who was one of those almost 16,000 people? Lauren. Lauren herself. Why would you like that comment? That makes no sense. Why would you like a comment disparaging your boyfriend unless you were planning this from the start? I rest my case. So yeah, there is a new couch guy, but not really because I don't think this is going nearly as viral. Maybe people learn their lesson. Maybe they realize that it's someone scamming them, but thank God it's not going as viral. As promised, our last question comes from me. What? Moi? Um, No, but seriously, for weeks now, I've been seeing TikToks of people doing this hack to make jeans that are a little bit too small fit again. And look, it is a it is a post-sitting on this chair for many years sort of economy we are living in. I have some jeans that uh, used to fit better and I would like to not have to rebuy. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do know what you're saying. The hack is allegedly very simple. You put on your pants, which actually that... Uh, yeah, that seems important. <laughs> you put on your pants and then you get in the shower wearing your pants and you get them totally soaking wet. I'm sorry, what? Yes. And then you get out of the shower and you let the pants dry on your body. What? That sounds miserable. Right. But allegedly, when you take them off, they are slightly bigger than before. And so what I want to ask our listeners in this very special installment of Red Receipts, does this work? Have you done this? I would like counsel from the trusted ICY Maggies before I willingly hang around in wet denim and become like a temporary resident of Chafe City, USA, if you know what I'm saying. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, this just sounds like a recipe for thigh chafing. But still, I have jeans that I would like to fit better. So if you've done this, let me know. And perhaps our next episode, I'll be coming to you live from our shower. Again? Yeah, I was going to say, if you've been with us since the beginning, you'll know this is uh, not the first time. Oh. 
all right that is the show we will be back in your feed on saturday so please subscribe it is the best way to never miss an episode please leave a rating and review on apple or spotify it really really helps us find new listeners and also tell your friends about us you can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like, why is my boyfriend getting everyday clown makeup? Actually, if you can answer the question of what everyday clown makeup is, please actually DM us immediately. You can also tell us what everyday clown makeup is at ICYMI and Slate.com. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader, Rachel Hampton, and me, Madison Malone-Kircher. Special thanks to Shana Roth for helping us produce this episode. Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of Audio. See you online. Or in Madison Shower. So basically, it doesn't have the code it needs to be able to make your data translate to Madison menstruated these eight days of this month and not the other 21. Apparently, it's a leap year. Uh, (laughs) like, (laughs) Hi. This is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice, all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it, and we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. <laughs>